All right, uh, welcome back to That's Cool. Uh, it's Rob Kalanjis, your host. There's going to be no introduction or anything like that. Just going to tell you guys where I've been. Uh, I've been at school for the last two to three months, and the reason I haven't made a podcast since then, if anyone was wondering, uh, was because I was at school, didn't really know how I was going to be able to um, do a podcast and school. I didn't know how, you know, I didn't know how it was going to work, right? And, you know, your first year at school, you kind of, you know, go out and meet people instead of just doing this podcast, but safe to say now that this podcast will be back and will be here to stay. I plan on doing this second semester as well. So you guys won't have to worry about any more that's cool episodes or anything like that. On Twitter, I did establish that the new schedule will be Tuesday or Wednesday and Friday for podcasts. So about two a week, maybe three if it's needed. And you can find that all out on Twitter at that's cool if there's any updates or anything like that. So that's the place to be. So now let's talk about football, which is why everyone's here. Let's talk about football. Let's first recap week 15, which was a very big week in the NFL. Um, let's start off with a Thursday night game between the 49ers and Seahawks. 49ers got the win 21-13. Uh, Brock Purdy and the boys with, clinched the division and a playoff spot with this win over the Seahawks. The 49ers defense looked elite per usual, uh, making the Seahawks really struggle to move the ball offensively where the Seattle defense made things kind of hard for the 49ers offense. 49ers offense, uh, three touchdowns. One came because of a defensive turnover at the end of the first half, which put the ball on the five-yard line. And the other two touchdowns were a result of Kittle wide open in both plays. First play was a great play, play by Kyle Shanahan, and the second play was blown coverage by the linebacker for the Seahawks, lead into two wide open George Kittle touchdowns. The 49ers, though, do look very good. But I don't see the 49ers with Brock Purdy having enough. And I think that their toughest test will be this week with them playing the Washington Commanders. Then the Saturday games, um, the Vikings-Colts, abysmal game for the Colts, blowing a 33-0 game. Um, this just proves that, this just you know reiterates the fact that Saturday will be fired. Uh, Matt Ryan will most likely not be the quarterback next year. I would be shocked if he is. In just that this Colts team has been an embarrassment this year. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor shut down for the remainder of the year with an ankle sprain after his first involvement in the game. He left with an ankle sprain after his catch. This has just been a dumpster fire of a year for the Indianapolis Colts, something I did not expect at all, and I'm sure a majority of other people did not expect either. Um, we also did pick the Vikings to win this game. The Vikings defense, when they're down in games, apparently decides to become like the best defense in football. But besides that, Kirk Cousins had a pretty solid game, 460 yards, four tutties. I know he had two picks, but Cook had a monster game. Osborne had a monster game. JJ had a monster game. Vikings offense is pretty scary, but boy, that defense is questionable. But so far, we're two for two on our picks. If you follow us on Twitter, you would have seen my picks for the week. Right now, we're two for two. Then this Browns-Ravens game was a pretty boring game. Um, Browns won 13-3. Deshaun Watson still does not look like the old Deshaun Watson that we're used to seeing. J.K. Dobbins had a pretty good game on the ground, 13 carries, 125 yards. Uh, but it was not enough for the Ravens' win. We, predict, we uh, predicted Browns to win, and we predicted correctly. We're now three for three. But that's all going to end with the next game between the Bills and Dolphins, where we picked Dolphins. Dolphins lost 32-29 to a uh, game-winning field goal. Uh, the pass interference call that led to that game-winning field goal, I do believe, was pass interference. 
just sucks that that's the way the game had to end. The Dolphins did have their opportunities to end that game. If you watch that game, they had, um, it was 26-21, and they just got the fumble at around the Bills, let's say like 45-yard line, if I can remember correctly, around there. And they couldn't put it in the end zone, and they had to settle for three, which ultimately led them to lose this game. Waddle had a pretty good game. Hill had a good game. Mostert had a monster game. Allen had a good game. The big question, though, is the Bills' defense. Uh, Their run defense was atrocious. Mostert averaged, I believe, 8 yards per carry, and their backup running back for the Dolphins averaged 7.2 yards per carry. So the Bills' run defense is pretty bad. We'll have to see if their defense can recover because I do believe that's their weakest unit uh, for this team. So 3 for 4 for the Saturday and uh, Thursday night game. We'll take it. Moving on in the Sunday games. Giants won 20-12. I know there was some controversy about the uh, flag that was called and the pass interference on the last two plays of the game. Um, I do believe that flag was not should not have been thrown. Um, I don't remember who the receiver was. I do believe it was Terry McLaurin, but Terry McLaurin did, did signal to the referee that he was on the ball, um, but it, I guess it didn't matter. The ref, he didn't move up enough for the ref. I really don't know. It's the ref's job to move him up too. So I really don't understand how there is a flag there. But then that last pass interference call or that last play of the game, which was arguably pass interference, I do believe was not pass interference. I believe it was a clean play. We picked Giants and we did pick correctly, which was a big game for playoff implications. Next, you had the Eagles beating the Bears 25-20. We also project, predicted Eagles to win. Um, Jalen Hurts did not have the best game. Uh, he had two picks. He had three rushing touchdowns. But this was a big game for the Eagles to win. The Bears put up a very good fight, as you can tell. But Jalen Hurts did end up hurting his throwing shoulder. He now has a sprained AC joint in his shoulder. He's now questionable for the Cowboys game this week. I believe he will be doubtful. This is a huge loss, not only for the Eagles, but for my fantasy team as well, considering I'm in the championship this week, which is an extremely big loss and could ultimately decide the fate of my season, which is very unfortunate. But never, nevertheless, we have to move on, right? So the Falcons play the Saints. I thought the Falcons were going to win this game, right? This was a big game for both teams. Saints needed this win to be able to still have a opportunity to win the division the Falcons, if they won this game, would actually be leading the division, right? So it was a big game for both squads. Falcons could not pull it out. Uh, Saints win this game. Andy Dalton, 11 for 17, 151 yards and two touchdowns was enough to get this team over the hump and win this game. Lions and Jets, Lions 20, Jets 17. We picked Lions in this game as well. The big takeaway for me in this game was Zach Wilson, right? 18 for 35, 317 yards, two touchdowns. He actually performed very good, right? Which is what we're not used to seeing from Zach Wilson. But the the Lions, I did predict to win this game. I think that the Lions are going to be a playoff team. It's been pretty disappointing for the Jets in their last couple games, but it's the New York Jets, man. I still think that they're a quarterback away and maybe one more offensive piece with Brees Hall obviously being injured. Doesn't help him either. So this this loss, in my opinion, kind of ended the Jets' season while keeping the Lions' season alive. And then you have the Steelers-Panthers. We picked Steelers. 
This game for the Steelers really doesn't change much for them. They're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, Deontay Johnson had a great game. Najee Harris had a good game. But this is a big loss for the Panthers because if the Panthers would have won this game, the Panthers would have been leading the division in the NFC South. But neither, neither, excuse me, neither the Panthers or the Falcons could pull through in their matchups to take control of that NFC South away from the Bucks, which is unfortunate, right? They had an opportunity, but they couldn't capitalize. I think Cowboys, Jaguars, we actually predicted the Jaguars are going to win this game and they get it with the game-winning pick six in overtime. Uh, Rashawn Jenkins with the with the big pick in OT. Now, Trevor Lawrence had a great game. 27 for, for 42, 318, four tutties. ETN had a good game. Jags offense looks incredible. I believe Zay Jones had three tutties. Not, I shouldn't say the Jags offense looks incredible, but the Jaguars have a very bright future with Trevor Lawrence at, at quarterback. This win for the Jaguars does keep them in the playoff hunt, gives them an opportunity to compete for the division series with or the division crown with the Titans, who are currently 7-7. Seven and seven. And they will play each other the last week of the season, which could ultimately decide who wins that division. Now, I don't remember who won their first matchup. I can probably look it up right now. And the Titans lost their first matchup against the Jaguars, which is big for division implications. So that should, should be interesting to see how it plays out. The Cowboys, man, 40 points to the Jaguars in like, they they shut out the Vikings. Gave, I think they gave up 10 points to the Vikings, and but they gave up 40 points to the Jaguars. Interesting loss for the Dallas Cowboys. Very interesting, but I'm sure they will bounce back next week when they play Philly without Jalen Hurts. Then you have the Chiefs-Texans. You talk about another team. What happened to the Chiefs, right? 30-24 to 24 win in OT. Unlike Kansas City to hang around with a very bad team, but nonetheless, they got the job done. Kelsey, Pacheco, Mahomes all had great games. This win kept them in, cont- in contention for the first round bye, which they currently aren't leading. Buffalo is currently leading with a 50% chance to have it, where the Chiefs have the second best odds of 38% to get that first round bye, which will be huge for both teams going forward in this playoffs. We predicted the Chiefs to win this game as well. So we were looking pretty good. We took the Broncos over the Cardinals. The Broncos won 24-15. Not much to say here. Two backup quarterbacks going in a garbage game. You know, this game didn't mean anything. But on to the next game. We're going to save the Patriots-Raiders game for last because we're going to talk a little bit about this game. But the Titans-Chargers. Chargers Chargers won 17-14. Herbert did not look too good, in all honesty, with two picks. But nonetheless was enough for the Chargers to win this game. We, we picked Chargers, and it was a very good win for them. It kept their playoff hopes alive. Didn't clinch themselves a playoff spot, but it did give themselves an 82% chance to make the playoffs. A pretty good spot to be in if I was them. Then the Bengals-Bucks game. We picked Bucks. They were up 17-3. to I thought, wow, you know, the Bucks. I don't know if they're back, but they definitely look better. Would be the first good team that they beat all year. But Brady and the boys, mainly Brady, crapped the bed, which is you don't say too often. And sure enough, they got outscored 31-6 to in the second half, losing this game, which is unlike a Brady team. Tough to see them lose like that. The Bucs now have to win the majority of their games here on out if they want to make the playoffs. 
I know right now they're leading the division, but they will have to play Carolina and Atlanta again, which could determine their playoff hopes. And then finally, the Monday night game, Packers-Rams. We picked we picked Rams, I believe. Yeah, we picked Rams, and they lost 24-12. to it Keeps the Packers very outside chance of a playoff run, a vet playoff run there, but nonetheless, this, this win keeps the Packers still with a chance to make the playoffs. Packers currently have a have an eight percent chance to make the playoffs, but hey, anything's possible. And now the final game we're going to talk about from last week last week's recap is the Patriots Raiders, where the Raiders won thirty to twenty four. Okay, so as a Pats fan, um, let me just get one thing out of the way. I understand that that touchdown pass on that last play of the game might not have been a touchdown. I get that. His foot looked out of bounds. I thought it was out of bounds for sure. I don't think they're going to give him the touchdown. But from other pictures that I've seen, his foot was apparently behind the line. Now, I don't know. From what I saw, it looked like he was out of bounds. I don't know what those other pictures were. But from what I have saw live, he was out of bounds. Yeah, I don't think that touchdown should have counted. Nonetheless, it still would have been 24-24. We still would have had an opportunity to win this game. I don't know what Jacoby Myers is doing. I'm not going to get too mad at him. Was it embarrassing? Yes. Was it the dumbest thing in the world? Yes. But I'm not going to get mad at him for that. Is it frustrating? 100%. But he was trying to make a play. It happens. But this just describes the Patriots this year. Dumpster fire of a team like the Colts. A team that can't catch a break. A team that can't close out games. A team that isn't the Patriots. Right? Matt we got problems from quarterback down, from head coach down, in my opinion. We got Matt Patricia calling plays. He's not an offensive play caller. He's thus causing Mac Jones to regress, making the offense worse. It's just not a good look, right? Him and Mac Jones have been having some beef. If Matt Patricia comes back next year, I say fire Bill Belichick. I don't think he will. He better not. But there's a lot of problems here in New England. And I almost think it's better that New England lost this game because with this loss as a Pats fan, again, I'm a Pats fan, New England only has about a 20% chance to make the playoffs. Right. I believe that we should save ourselves some embarrassment, get a better pick, and look to the future because we're not winning the Super Bowl this year, even if we make the playoffs. Right. But what are we trying to make the playoffs for? A first round, a one playoff win at best. Right. We don't have the talent to make a magical run like the Bengals did last year. We don't have the coaching, in my opinion, for that either. Nor the talent at quarterback, right? So as a Pats fan, I think it is best that we lost this game to the Raiders. I'm going to look at it from an optimistic point of view. This gives us an opportunity now to lose the next three, right? We lose the next three. We go 7-10. and 10, We give ourselves a better pick, and we look towards the future because right now this season is over. Even if we make the playoffs, we will most likely lose first round embarrassingly, right? If we do make the playoffs, we'll most likely make it as a seventh seed. We would either have to play Kansas City or Buffalo. And every Pat fan knows that would not end well. It's best if us Pats fans just look towards the offseason, look towards the draft, look towards free agency. I know nothing ever does happen in free agency, but I think it would be better off to look towards free agency in the draft if you were New England Patriots fans. Then get your hopes up to make the playoffs this year, which would ultimately hurt the team. 
So with that little rant being done, let's look at the games this week, right? Week 16, very, very big games between a lot of teams. Last week, we went 11 for 16 on our picks, which comes out to be about 68% accuracy. And we look to follow that up again this week. Obviously, you have the Jaguars-Jets on Thursday night, and that'll be the game that we talk about. We'll save the other games for Friday, and we'll release our full list of picks Friday as well. We'll release, obviously, our winner of this Thursday night game tomorrow, which will be Thursday, and we'll give you guys some player props on Twitter as well. But for the remainder of this podcast, we're going to be talking about the importance of this Thursday night game. This Thursday night game is not only important for the Jets and Jaguars, this game is also important for the Titans, it's important for the, the Dolphins, and it's important for the Patriots. If the Jets beat Jacksonville, this lowers the Patriots' playoff odds by about 3%. gives the Pats about a 17% playoff chance. This would also give the Dolphins about a 67% chance to make the playoffs, whereas the Titans would have a 70% chance to make the playoffs and a 70% chance to make their division, meaning that this a Jets win dramatically helps the Titans, dramatically helps the Titans, and dramatically helps themselves as their playoff odds would jump from 21% to 34%. So they get a dramatic boost there, and they don't have an easy schedule to close out the remainder of the two weeks, but they could definitely win both games, which are Seattle and Miami. Now, if the Jaguars win this game, it's a little bit tougher. The Jaguars win this game. The Dolphins have a 79% chance of making the playoffs without even winning their game. Nothing, right? This gives the Dolphins a 79% chance of making the playoffs. It also gives the Jaguars, puts them in the driver's seat to win this division with a 58% chance of winning this game, winning their division and making the playoffs, where the Titans have a 45% chance. The Patriots, their odds don't change. But in the long run, it's better for New England if the Jets lose this game. We could dive down the rabbit hole of playoffs, right? Oh, because if the Dolphins win, you know, oh, they're going to make make the playoffs, whatever. We could get into all that. And we're not going to do that today. We're going to do that Friday when we make our predictions and stuff like that. But this game has a lot of implications for the Jags and Jets. The Jags have had a pretty good success recently, Right? Jaguars are on a, I believe, a two-game win streak. They beat the Titans and they beat the Cowboys. Two good wins after getting blown out by the Lions. They have an opportunity to make the playoffs and win their division. And if they beat the Jets, which I believe is their last real toughest opponent, then they have the opportunity to do so. Now with the Jets, it's been tough, right? The Jets, some were saying, blew that Lions game last week with their bad clock management. But they've lost three games in a row all by one score. They lost to the Vikings by five, Bills by eight, and Lions by three. Tough, tough losses for the Jets. They kind of imploded, right? They were seven and four with a very good opportunity to make the playoffs, but they screwed themselves. They lost it. So it'll be interesting. Zach Wilson will most likely be the starter. If I had to make a guess, um, No, he will be the starter because Mike White has been ruled out by Coach Robert Sala due to a rib injury. I don't know 
how significant it will be. I think Mike White and Zach Wilson are very similar quarterbacks. I think it's just any given day, one could play better than the other. You know what I mean? I don't really think one is better than the other, but I don't think that the Jets win this game. I do think that the Jaguars win this game. I think that Trevor Lawrence is turning it up. Trevor Lawrence is having a very underrated year for people who don't know. He has like 20 touchdowns or 24 touchdowns to seven or nine picks, I believe it is, which is something very underrated. People have not, or excuse me, Trevor Lawrence has had a very good season, something that not a lot of people have talked about. He's got 3,500 yards, 24 touchdowns, seven picks, right? He's had a very, very good second year in the NFL considering his first year was kind of, you know, thrown in the garbage. Now, spread is favoring the Jets at minus one and a half. Money line's minus 125 for the Jets. Spread's plus one and a half and plus 105. The over-under's at 36 and a half. Um, it's going to be a close game. I think it'll be a low-scoring defensive game. Uh, it's either going to be a low-scoring defensive game or the Jags are going to blow them out, in my opinion. So it's going to be close. This game is in New York. The Jets have a 58% chance of winning according to ESPN. I personally disagree, but it's going to be a close game. It's going to be, weather's going to be around 34 degrees. It's going to be cold, which will help the Jets. But again, Mike White's not playing. Quinn Williams, questionable. Corey Davis, questionable. Denzel Mins, questionable, right? Jeff Smith, questionable. A lot of questions available here in New York, which is good for Garrett Wilson, who I have in fantasy, who I'm really hoping has a big week. I think he will have a big week this week, which would be absolutely huge for me. Right. But nonetheless, it's going to be a very close game. I do think the Jaguars win this game. And with that Jaguars win, it almost clinches the Dolphins a playoff spot. But it's still a lot up for interpretation. Now, any props that I like in this game, it's tough, right? So let's pull up the props and let's talk about the props. So with pulling up the props, um, right, the over under 36.5 is very enticing. I like the over in the situation a lot because I think that the Jaguars offense will score a majority will score definitely over 20 points in my opinion. Now, other props that I've looked at uh, it's tough. I do like Garrett Wilson anytime touchdown score plus 220, I mean plus 200. I like that pick a lot. I also like Christian Kirk anytime touchdown score plus 260. I think that if you're going to take the over, you have to take multiple people scoring touchdowns, right? Because it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, player doubles, I like, um, where is it? Christian Kirk touchdown. Ooh, Christian Kirk touchdown, Jags win is plus 475. I like that pick a lot. I also like Garrett Wilson plus one touchdown, Jets win at plus 338. I think one of those will happen 100%. But I would go with the Christian Kirk one because I do think that the Jaguars will win this game. So without further ado, guys, that's going to wrap it up for That's Cool. Not a very long episode today, but this is going to be a shorter episode. Friday will be a more in-depth episode about the Saturday and Sunday games, and we'll go from there, and I'll give you guys my picks for the week. So without further ado, guys, I'll see you next time. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at That's Cool for updates along the way. Until then, peace.